Uh, I'm ready to preach God's word. Go ahead and hit that share button online. If you're on YouTube, hit the share button and hit subscribe as well. And let's dive into the word of God as we continue our series, Winning. And I want to talk to you today about how to think like a winner. Now, our theme verse for this series is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Do, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? Now, here it goes. So run to win. Church, God created you to run to win, but yet so many people are running to lose, running to barely get by, just running just to barely make it. No, 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 no. God created you to run to win. And in this series, what I'm going to be doing every single week is I'm going to teach you how to run to win in different areas of your life. And I want you to know this, you can win. I don't care what you're facing in life. I don't care what life looks like. I don't care the circumstances you find yourself in. I want you to know that you can win. And last week, I kicked off the series, and I taught you the first steps on how to run to win. Be sure to get on YouTube and watch that message if you missed it last week. And one of the steps I taught you last week from the life of Gideon was you have to believe what God says about you if you're going to run to win. Church, winning starts in your thinking. It doesn't start in your relationships. It doesn't start with your bank account. It doesn't start with your degrees or your connections. Winning starts in your mind. Proverbs chapter 23, verse number seven says, <clears throat> excuse me, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think is who you are. If you think you're a loser, you will live like a loser. If you think you're a failure, you will live like a failure. If you think you're defeated, you will live defeated. If you think you will always be addicted, you will live addicted. If you think that your life or your situation can never turn around, then it will not turn around. If you think you can't win, you won't win. You are what you think. You are where you are today because of what you thought yesterday. And you will be where you are tomorrow because of what you thought today. That is the power of your thought life. Your thought life determines the direction of your life. Your thought life determines the quality of your life. Your thought life determines the success of your life. Church, you are what you think. And here's the problem. Most people don't think that what they think is important. And Hosea says in chapter 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. People are destroyed because of a lack of of knowledge. Not only do people lack knowledge, they reject knowledge. They, they think how they 
think is okay. My, my thinking's okay. I mean, it doesn't matter really how I think. As a matter of fact, my thinking's just fine. If, if somebody disagrees with me, they're wrong because my thinking is right. If somebody sees something different than me, I'm going to tell you, they're wrong because my thinking is right. As a matter of fact, Pastor, why would you even be talking about this today? My thought life is not that big of a deal. I mean, I think it's not that important. And people don't think that what they think really matters. And it reminds me of a boxing match I saw. Check out this little video. Whether Sam Maxwell was really going to be a champion in the making. Sadiri has perhaps shown that there is still a long way to go and he almost went there he almost went with that left hand <laughs> he's joking round. he's just jumping all over it I don't know why he's there well one punch there and he'd have been down surely he thinks he's so far ahead I think that's what it is and he might be but Sadiri certainly believes he's won the fight he's winning this round that's for sure John Maxwell looking a little bit groggy and a face which tells a story. Oh, great shot! Left hand, right hand from Maxwell. Well, where did that come from? I can hardly believe what I've seen. An astonishing turnaround. He gets to his feet and he stopped it. He stopped it. Sam Maxwell turns that fight around. And where, oh, where did that come from? And that's what you get for being reckless. Huh? Brother, a little careless. Bop! And that's what a lot of people are like in their thought life. Just reckless, just careless. I just think what I want to think. Just reckless, just careless, and their thought life. Bop! And people get beat up in life because they're getting beat up in their thoughts. They're getting beat up in their career. And they're getting beat up in their mental health. And they're getting beat up in their finances. And they're getting beat up in their relationships. People are getting beat up in their faith because we can be so careless when it comes to our fault life. And church, what you think matters. And today, here's what I want to do. I want to teach you how to think like a winner. You will only live like a winner if you think like a winner. Let me give you four strategies to thinking like a winner. Four strategies to thinking like a winner. For everybody that takes notes, get you a pen and paper and take some notes. If you don't take notes, today's a good day to start. Go ahead and take you some notes so you can retain this message and think like a winner. Number one is this. You must identify unhealthy thought patterns. You must, must, you must identify these unhealthy thoughts. So the scripture says people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. People are getting beat 
beat up because of their unhealthy thoughts. And a lot of people don't even realize it. They're kind of like this boxer. He's showboating around. He's been careless. And he doesn't even see the punch coming. And that's what happens in life. People don't recognize they have all these unhealthy thoughts. They're just always thinking unhealthy. They don't even realize, they don't even see it, but, but they're getting punched all the time because of their unhealthy thoughts, and they've never identified them, and life is beating them up, and it's so critical that we identify these unhealthy Thoughts. I want to help you do that right now. Unhealthy thoughts, unhealthy thoughts. Here's, here's the first one. Doubting thoughts. Doubting thoughts, unhealthy thoughts. James chapter 1 and verse number 6 says, But when you ask, talking about God, you must believe and not doubt. Talking about this doubting mind, these doubting thoughts, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You see, a doubting mind is constantly doubting the promises of God. It doesn't trust God's word. It doesn't trust God's promises. It, It knows what God's word says but it doesn't trust what God's word says. It's a doubting mind, always doubting the promises of God. A doubting mind is unstable and confused. People who have a doubting mind, they're confused in their thoughts. They're confused about life. They're confused about their convictions. They're confused about God's word. One day they believe God's word, and then the next day they read something on the internet. They read something on social media. They, they, they listen to a podcast, and, and now they believe something else. They're just unstable, just everywhere. They're, they're just being blown and tossed everywhere in their thinking. They're, they're, they're double-minded. They they're, have a doubting mind. A doubting mind is always living in a state of compromise. This person is divided in their loyalties. Half of them is living for God, and and half of them is living for sin. They're they're always torn in two directions. They have a relationship with Christ and also have a relationship with some sinful obsession. They have a relationship with God, but they also have a relationship with the world. They're double-minded. A doubting mind is always diluting their faith in Christ. For people that are double-minded, people who have a doubting mind, Christ is not enough for them. They want Jesus and astrology, Jesus and new age beliefs, Jesus and another religion, Jesus and good works in church. You've got to identify doubting, thinking, or it will beat up your life. Let me give you a second, second unhealthy thoughts, and that is anxious and worried thoughts. And anxious and worried thoughts will hit you and hit you and hit you, and they will finally knock you out if you don't identify these thoughts. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, giving, give, present your request to God. Notice it says, do not be anxious about anything. Why? Because anxious thoughts will beat 
up your life. I know this personally. I have had a couple of seasons in life where I was consumed with anxious and worried thoughts. Consumed. And it beat up my life. I found myself fatigued. I wasn't sleeping well at night. Headaches. I was having chest pain. I was having numbness in my arm. I was, I was finding myself dizzy. I actually went to the heart hospital once and found out that I was having an anxiety attack. I'm telling anxious thoughts, worry thoughts will beat up your life. You gotta identify anxious and anxious and worried thoughts. Here's a third unhealthy thought that people they just don't see it, they don't uh, they don't recognize them, and that is critical thoughts. Critical faults can be hard to identify because we live in such a critical society. How I many know everybody's critical of everybody? I mean, people get on, hop on social media with the quickness and just criticize everything and everybody. Matter of fact, our culture celebrates having a critical spirit. Being critical is just kind of part of our culture, but you have to identify it or it will beat up your life. Here's what Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees, to the, to the religious teachers. He says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 3 and 4, at this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you, I want you to catch these words, he says, why do you entertain evil thoughts? In your hearts. Jesus, what happens here is Jesus just forgave a man. He said, hey, your sins are forgiven. And, and now these teachers of the law, they were critical of Jesus. They were having critical faults of Jesus, which Jesus called evil faults. Here they are criticizing Jesus for his good deeds. In church, there is a significant difference between helping someone improve and having a critical spirit. You see, a critical spirit is always disappointed. A critical spirit is always finding the faults of others. They just look for bad wherever they are. They're always negative. Have you noticed that critical people with a critical spirit, they're always negative. Well, it's too cold. It's too hot. I wish the sun wasn't wasn't shining. Barsha wish the sun would come out. Traffic is always bad. My job is horrible. I just don't have any good friends. I don't like winter. I don't like spring. I don't like summer. I don't like fall. Well, what do you like? You lame all for? How many of you know somebody with a critical spirit? Uh, yeah. How many of you sit next to them? Don't, just wink at me. Just don't, don't raise your hand. Now. Huh? Nobody wants to be around somebody with a critical spirit. They don't even know it, but nobody wants to be around you because you're negative and bitter and angry and always nitpicking at everybody, always in somebody else's business. And Joyce Meyer says negative minds cannot lead to a positive life. Critical thoughts, you got to identify them. Number four is sinful thoughts. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6, notice the scripture. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. A sinful mind will beat up your life. But letting the spirit control your 
mind leads to life and peace. A sinful mind, you know you have one because it's just dominated with thinking about sinful things. I mean, people who have a sinful mind, they're just always thinking about addictions, always thinking about lust, always thinking about the affair. They're always thinking about getting drunk, and they're always just processing the party. I just, I just think about that party. They're always thinking about how they can do evil, and how they can steal from someone, how they can get even, how they can hurt someone. And church, some of you can find yourself just always thinking these sinful thoughts, and you don't think anything is wrong with it. I'm okay. I didn't do anything. It's not that big of a deal. I just think like that all the time. No, no, no. Those, those sinful thoughts will beat up your life. Here's a fifth. Here's a fifth. We got to identify these, and that is selfish thoughts. James says this in James chapter 3 and verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, wherever that is, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Think about this. Are your thoughts always consumed with yourself? Are you always consumed with things being your way? Are you always consumed with just what makes you happy? Think about this. Is it always about just me, me, me? I, I, I. Selfish thoughts will start to beat up your relationships, your career, your future. You have to identify unhealthy thoughts. Let me give you the second thing. I want to teach you how to win in your thinking. First, you have to identify the unhealthy thoughts. And then number two is this. You got to capture unhealthy thoughts. You got to capture them. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 says. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought come on everybody shout every come on I need a few of you online just to write the word every I think that's so critical we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ so church here's how you here's how you get winning winning thoughts you've got to first identify the wrong thinking and now you've got to take those thoughts captive. So whenever you start having a doubting mind, well, I don't know if God's promises are true for me. Well, I don't know if God's word is really, is really accurate. I just don't know if I can really trust God. No, no. Take those thoughts captive. You got you to catch those thoughts. Don't let those thoughts just start running. Catch those doubting thoughts whenever you're having those anxious and worried thoughts. Oh, oh I'm just going to land in bed. Oh, just, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Did you hear? Did you watch the news? Did you see? And you're just letting your mind go. Maybe you get you're, you're, you're in, in, in the middle of the day, you get a phone call or a text and here you go oh now you start worrying oh I'm just I'm just worried no 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 don't do that take those thoughts captive take those anxious thoughts. that's what I had to do take those anxious thoughts captive don't go to worst case scenario thinking take it captive don't start worrying about tomorrow and next week and next year no take those thoughts captive whenever you get that critical thinking that critical negative spirit you know you, you you see some you just see somebody you just go critical in your mind you're just negative you you just want to tell somebody off you know you you just you on my nerve I'm gonna tell you all you you see something on social media I'm just gonna tell them how I feel right no 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 take those take those critical thoughts captive come on you you you, you just want to be negative all day. I'm just I'm having a bad day I'm gonna let everybody know just negative no take those negative thoughts captive. It's key when you're having those sinful thoughts. And understand this, we all have sinful thoughts. 
No matter how much you pray, how much you read your Bible, how close you are to God, you will be tempted with sinful thoughts. Just don't let those thoughts run wild. You got to take those thoughts captive. And so many people just meditate on sinful things, meditate on the wrong things. No, take those thoughts captive, those selfish thoughts. When you're making life all about me, it's about me, 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 me. It's it's about what I want. I got to have it my way. And we can all struggle with selfish thoughts, but you got to take those thoughts captive. How do I have winning thinking? I've got to identify wrong thoughts and then I got to take them captive. I just can't let them run wild. Take them captive. Here's the third thing I want to teach you today. Renew unhealthy thoughts. Excuse me. Renew unhealthy thoughts. Romans chapter 12, verse number two says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the, notice this, renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Church, I cannot tell you how huge this is. Your life is transformed by renewing your mind. If you don't change your thinking, you won't change your life. If you don't have a renewed mind, you will not have a renewed life. And so what you have to do is you have to decide today, I'm not going to continue to be conformed to this world. See, the only way you can have a renewed mind is you have to make up your mind, I don't have to be like everybody else. I'm not going to live. I don't care what popular is if it doesn't line up with God's word. I don't have to be in the popular crowd. I'm going to live different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to think different. I'm not going to continue to conform to what the world is doing. And here's what you have to do. So you first decide, I'm not going to conform to the the world. And then you have to let God's word renew your mind. Let me teach you about God's word. It's so powerful. Just like when your body is dirty. You wash it with soap and water, and it becomes clean. And when you read God's word, you are washing your mind. That's how you get your mind renewed, it's with God's word. When you read God's word, it's it's washing your mind clean. See, you can't renew your mind in any other way. You've got to get into God's word and let it wash your mind. And what some of you need to do is decide, I'm going to shower my mind with God's word every day. Now, now I, I like to take showers, and uh, I take a shower at least, at least once a day. I, I go to the shower and, and clean on up, and some of you, you take showers as well. Now, some of you are on the two-day program. You take a shower every two days, and, and, and you don't think we know, and I just, um, I just want to slide that in on you right there that we, we do know that you're on the two-day program. Get on that daily program. It'll help you. And, and, and. I, I take a shower frequently because it helps me smell good. It washes off the dirt on my body. And so if you're going to renew your mind, you got to shower your mind with God's word every single day. Now, when I take a shower, it's usually five minutes, but sometimes I'm feeling it. So I just got to let that water hit me for about 10 minutes. Now, some of you are on the 15, 20-minute program, and everybody in the house is mad at you because you took all the hot water. Uh-huh. 
But that's what we have to do. We got to let God's word every single day wash our minds, shower our minds in God's word. You got to have at least five minutes in God's word every day. Pastor, I, I, I don't have time. Well, that's going to be the problem. You'll never renew your mind unless you shower with God's word. You're going to have a dirty mind if you do not allow God's word to shower your mind. Some of you don't need to just shower your mind with God's word. You need to soak your mind in God's word. Now, my wife likes to take baths. You know, Herbert, I'm going to go take a bath. And she runs her bath water. and She got all her little stuff she puts in the water. And she just likes to soak in the bathtub. I don't have time for that. You know, I'm going to get in the shower and get on out. She wants to soak in the bathtub and enjoys it and takes her time. And that's what some of you need to do with God's word. you got to soak your mind in God's word. You have to be honest with yourself, man. My stinking thinking, I'm thinking bad. I'm thinking wrong. I'm not thinking good. And I've got to soak my mind in God's word. It's so critical. If you're going to have a renewed mind, you have to soak it in God's word. And that means you're going to need more than five minutes a day. You're going to need more than 10 minutes. you got to get in God's Word for 20 minutes a day and, and for 30 minutes a day. That's how you renew your mind. You'll never renew your mind unless you spend time in God's Word. Not just shower it, but you got to soak in the Word of God. And that's how you renew your mind. Five minutes won't do. It won't kick all that stuff that you got in your mind out. you gotta, you got to soak in it. Some of you don't need to soak in God's Word. You need to power wash in God's Word. Ah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's some stuff you can't get clean with just a little, little wipe. You know what I mean? There's a little soap. No, you got. Some of our minds are dirty. And a little, little dab won't do it. You got you to get some stuff that will just, you got to get God's word and just let it power wash your mind. That's what I did when I first gave my, gave my life to Christ. I had stinking thinking, and I just power washed my mind with God's word. I just had God's word with me all the time, and I read it. And the great thing today is you can listen to it. Get the version app and just hit play. Just listen to it in your car. Listen to it at work. I mean, just power wash your mind with God's word. I was so consumed with God's word, and I still am. But when I first got saved, I just consumed it. I had to get my mind renewed. I was reading it all the time. I read through the Bible four, five, six, seven times. Right when I got saved, I was just, I was just devout. Matter of fact, one strong Christian told me, I got on his nerves. He said, man, you don't have to, you don't have to take your Bible everywhere, Herbert. I was like, why am I getting on your nerves? It's my Bible. I'll take it where I want to. But I just carried my Bible to school. I carried it everywhere. Every time I had a break, I just would read the Word of God because I was power washing my mind with the Word of God. And some of you are not going to win in life. You got some stinking thinking. You got your relatives thinking. You got the world stinking. You got this system stinking. But you don't have kingdom thinking. And you got to get into God's Word all the time. Listen to it. Don't miss church. Get in a small group. Get in God's word all the time and power wash your mind because the only way you're going to win in your thinking is you've got to identify unhealthy thoughts you've got to capture unhealthy thoughts and you've got to renew those thoughts with God's word here's number four here's the fourth strategy set your thinking on healthy thoughts. Set your thinking on healthy thoughts. Notice it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. This is key, church. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds 
set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. To change your unhealthy thinking, you have to set your mind on godly things. I read it to you a moment ago, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. says, take every thought captive. Take it captive and do what with it? Make it obedient to Christ. That's setting your mind on Christ. That's setting your mind on the word of God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 says, set your mind. That's intentional. That's not by accident. You got to set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's intentional, church. Set your mind on godly things. You see, your brain is a muscle that can be trained when you set it. You see, when you go to school, start off as a small kid, you go there to school consistently because you're setting your mind. And you learn how to read and you learn mathematics and learn about science and about history. You're, you're setting, you're setting your mind because the brain can be trained if you set it. And you can, you can train your brain on how to work a computer. I remember back in the day when I had home computers. Anybody remember those big old things? Big table and sit there and I had to learn how to work the PC and work the computer. Then got laptops and how to train my mind and my brain how to work a laptop. And they came out with smartphones and how to train my brain on how to work a smartphone. But, but I trained myself because I set my mind on it. I had trained myself on how to learn a sport and how to play a sport. How did I learn that sport? I set my mind on it. Again, train my brain on how to operate social media and how does it work and how's Facebook and how does Instagram and how does Twitter. And I set my mind on it and I trained my brain. When I, I got a job, and I remember my first job, and we woke up working at the grocery store and, and carrying out groceries, and how does it work? And I learned my job because I set my mind on it. In church, you have to set your mind on godly things. You can think godly if you'll set your mind on godly things. You have to set it. It's intentional. When I first gave my life to Christ, I don't even know why. I look back at it now, and I thank God for the Holy Spirit working in my life. But the first thing that I did when I got home, my life was changed in that football locker room, is I got my cassette tapes. Some of you don't know what that is. Just Google it, and it'll, it'll, it'll tell you what those are. And, and I got rid of all that filthy music. And to this day, I don't listen to secular music. And it's not because I'm so holy. It, it really isn't. I just learned early on, I got to renew my mind. I heard some sermons on renewing my mind. I thought, man, this thought life is really powerful. And so I just, I'm going to set my mind. There's already enough junk coming at me. I got to set my mind on godly things. And so I just, I just fill my mind with, with Christian worship and preaching. Now, I do listen to some sports shows. And 
when me and Tiffany, you know, just us two, you know, we'll put on a little love music, but that's none of your business. But, but, but we, I, just, I, I just set my mind. During this fast, I'm taking 21 days off of social media. And it's amazing how much my mind is free. I've just set my mind on things above. It's, I mean, because my thought life controls my life. I, I deleted lots of apps off my phone. I'm going to do it for the rest of this year. I just had a lot, a lot of news apps, and I can get updates and flashes in the middle of the day, just updates. I want to update news, news alert. Like, what, what's going on? Like, man, I don't have time. I just, so I just deleted a lot of apps off. I'm going to set my mind on things above, not because I'm so holy. I just understand the power of my thought life, and my thought life will determine the direction of my life. During the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I've just, I'm not listening to any sports shows. I'm not, no sports animal, no sports show in the car. When I'm in the car, it's all Christian music. It's all preaching. Why? I'm just setting my mind on things above. All I'm wanting to teach you is this intentional. You don't have to take my convictions. I'm just letting you know that the quality of your life will be determined by the quality of your thoughts. You gotta, it's intentional. Set your mind on godly things. As I read this last verse, would you let the Holy Spirit speak to you? I'm not your Holy Spirit. But would you let the Holy Spirit speak to you on well, maybe some things you need to quit setting your mind on and some things that you need to start setting your mind on to have winning thinking? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Don't set your mind on earthly and worldly things. Set your mind on godly things. Why? Why? Because what you think is who you are. And if you think worldly, you will live worldly. If you think like a loser, you will live like a loser. What you think today will determine your